Hiya folks, if you're new in town, don't be shy and just stand by. Let me explain to you how this works. Feeling bored or lonely and you need someone to watch cartoons with? Then look no further, because I'm here to play in your ear. You can listen to the podcast alone or alongside the cartoon. The choice is yours. Either way, let's get to tune along. Hello! Welcome back to Tune Along. Here we go. We're going to be watching Ah, Real Monsters. And today I've decided to just pick a random episode. We're going to Season 2, Episode 5. A Garbage Ahoy and going way south. So they've always got two episodes. Maybe three sometimes. I might be wrong. But uh, yeah, this this is one of my favorite shows growing up. I always, I always ranked it. If you go on Nickelodeon shows, I'm gonna let's press play first, and then we'll get into it. All right. So the episode's 23 minutes. We're gonna be starting in a three, two, one. Here we go. Season two, episode five. Yeah, I just remember this show coming on back in the day. I want to say 1995 for myself. 95, 96. Um, I think it might have been older than that, but obviously, but, uh, yeah, I played in the morning, Saturday morning cartoons, YTV, uh, right around 8.30 or 8 o'clock. It was an earlier show. Um, I remember that. It was an earlier show. And I just remember thinking, because watching it with Brainwash, the, uh, the Saturday morning, uh, series that was showing these shows on YTV, uh, I always thought this show was made by them because it just resembled like the washing machines and all the weirdness of it. I always thought YTV made these shows. I didn't know Nickelodeon made them because I never saw the Nickelodeon logo at the bottom. Or I may be wrong. Maybe I did. But I, no, I always saw the YTV logo. Yeah. But look, look at the details on the, on the buildings. Probably the best artists to ever work on Nickelodeon or any cartoons. Definitely a top three. Top three as far as uh, cartoon producers and, and, and artists. Uh, Arlene Klasky and Gabor Ksupo. Uh, they worked on Rugrats, uh, Duckman. Um, what else? Well, yeah, Wild Thornberries. They, they've, they've honestly, they're the, uh, when you watch their work, you know, you know who they are. You know what, what network they're with. Probably the greatest uh, cartoonists. I put them with Hanna Barbera, definitely, definitely with Hanna Barbera. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember this show freaking me out. That character, especially uh, Oblina, just being so creepy. The way they looked, like, um, is it Ikis or Ikis? Ikis. I just remember Ikis being uh, being the less menacing to me. Even when he got big, and he and he tried to get scary, he. I found Crumb, Crumb freaked me out, but Crumb was just goofy and, and weird, but I got used to him, but Oblina, just having a still frame of Oblina staring me in the face, sitting on a couch, uh, lights are off, you're sitting downstairs, bowl of cereal in hand, and you, that thing pops you in the face, God, it's freaky, look, look, Look at what she just did. Look at what she just ate. You see that, and you as a kid, you you've never seen cartoons like this before. This this is the first. This is the first time, and you're watching this in the morning. You're alone downstairs. Your parents are still sleeping upstairs. You go downstairs, and then you you put this on. God, 
It's really playing with your psych, your psych, you know, your psychosis. You're psychic. Inflatable life raft. Like crumbs just say it in an inflatable life raft. Yeah, I've always liked the uh, the drawings, the way there's the way he puts lines everywhere to make it look rougher. You know, it's just, it's just a nice touch, and it's unique to his style, or their style, I should say. I always assumed that was Gabor's uh, doing those lines like that. Like the character, uh, the teacher, the teacher in the show, when he's downstairs, I forget his name. Um, but he, oh, he freaked me out. I, I just remember the way he walked, the way he, he was. He's probably the creep, one of the creepiest characters with Oblina. Uh, in that regards, there might have been maybe another one that I'm not remembering. Maybe if I catch an episode, I might remember. But yeah, those two characters, Oblina and that that uh, the the teacher. Oh, and you know what? I didn't even know this, but they had toys. Obviously, they had toys, but I, I've never seen them in stores. I've never seen them anywhere. Uh, I checked on eBay, and they're pretty cool. Honestly, they're pretty cool. I, I would probably only want to have maybe three or four. Uh, the uh the main characters and then maybe like the teacher or uh there's that photographer guy that's uh, voiced by uh i don't know if not dan Aykroyd, uh but one of his brothers or something bushami's brothers i don't i don't know i don't i can't remember who but i have to check it out but yeah he's a, it's a famous guy he he i think he was in the uh, the uh movie with uh the christmas movie jingle all the way with arnold schwarzenegger uh he plays the santa claus um from the mall but that's the same voice actor as uh, as that character. That's uh, and I think he goes into the world of um, of the uh, the Ariel monsters. He goes into the school at one point, which is interesting. It might be one of the first or second times I think that any human being goes into that that world. Oh, crumb with his armpits and his hairs, freaking hilarious! <laughs> Wait, what is that? What are they on? He always has to hold on to his highballs, you know? I always wondered, I always had this paranoia for Crumb. Like, if he lost an eyeball, that's it. I mean, you got no... But obviously it's a cartoon. But as a kid, you th- you're thinking about the weirdest things. You're sitting there having freaking cereal, all the sugar in your body. And uh, oh, there's Russian writing on there. That's funny. It's a Russian war sub. <laughs> See, playing a little bit into the politics with this show as well. And you know, the other thing too is, uh, Ariel Monsters never had a Christmas special. They had, a, I'm sure they had a Halloween special, um, but they're they're actually one of the only Nickelodeon shows that never had a Christmas special. And I would have honestly, if if any word of, uh, goes out of out there, if anybody hears this or knows anybody that can make anything happen. Uh, that would be something. A Ariel Monsters Christmas special with uh, maybe maybe a remake, maybe even like a thirty, like a real 30-minute uh, one or a 45-minute one. It doesn't have to be a whole movie. Or uh, if they want to, uh, by all means, uh, I'll take it. But just uh, just maybe an episode uh, to bring it back can be redone. Like the way they did Rocco's Modern Life was really cool. And even the way it was drawn, um, something like that. That would be really nice. Uh, so let's hope that, let's hope that happens. 
But there was, you know, there is one episode of Rugrats. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. But there's an episode of Rugrats where the Ariel monsters appear in it. I think it's a Halloween episode of Rugrats. And the babies go upstairs in the attic and then the, uh, the light flashes. And then you see the Ariel monsters characters uh, in the attic. So that was pretty cool. Hmm. So this episode, they're pretty much out on the ocean. Got a giant octopus pulling him in, in the water. Yeah, I like what they did with this episode. And the details that they, that they put in the junkyard. So just look at the ocean. Like They're not going to go in the ocean ever again. So they're going to make that one cell for it. Yeah, they, and he still put a lot, of, a lot of attention to it, which is really nice. Yeah, all the characters that he draws have those kind of elbows or shoulders. And it's just really cool. Even uh, even the uh, the characters from uh, from Wild Thornberries, like uh, all of them, all of them have these these you this unique stance, this unique uh, way of walking, and it's just it's really fun to watch with the show. Oh, that's cool. The octopus is dancing with the uh, the sub. <laughs> like that's that's really nice, honestly. Just watching this. Oh, that's hilarious. I was not I was not expecting to see that at all. I mean, in a kids show, you can expect to see anything. But this this show brings it to a whole nother level. Yeah, one of those HNLs. Now they're just riding dolphins. Everything's going on in this episode. There's an oil spill. Wait, what's he doing? He's going to light that on fire? Or he's just trying... Oh, my God. He's trying to soak it up. Come on, man. What are you doing? That's, uh... That's literally trying to fill up... uh, Like dumping a bucket in the ocean. Oh, Crumb, the worst character to be in there. Just needs to get his eyeballs uh, dripped and he's done. But you know what? He's a monster. I'm sure that guy loves that stuff. But yeah, I was going to get back to the uh, the toys. So the toys, uh, I never knew that they had a line of them. Never seen them in store. Had them on eBay. And then they had a video game. And the video game, oh, I always loved that video game. That you can play as the three characters. Just running around on the levels and stuff. Uh, that one in the Rocco's Modern Life Super Nintendo game, and I think they have it as well for the Sega Genesis. But just those games in general, uh, they're not—they're obviously not the greatest games of all time. But I liked—I liked what that they at least had something for those shows. And I, I just thought about something. Like I don't know, for my generation, back in '95, '96. I'm still surprised that there was a Toy Story game for this for the Super Nintendo. I always I always associated this the uh, the Toy Story era with the uh, N64. Oh, that's a cool city shot right there. Tuna of the Club Month. Oh, Tuna of the Month Club. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, what a slob. Get your ass up. Nice fish, uh, nice fish tie. Oh, nasty. That guy just sits around all day eating tuna. Yo! Oh, the Ariel Monsters, the whole gang there. When I say Ariel Monsters, I'm talking about the three. Uh, they just came out of the tuna can. The guy he took a bite and they just came out. Sick. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whenever they would go back to their home world, they would get flushed down the toilet. This show is freaking great. This show's. Yeah, this show's fucking awesome. Yeah. How can you not like this as a, as a freaking eight-year-old? You know? So next, that was the end of the episode. Now we got going way south. And why is way... Why is way in parentheses? In brackets. Adventure Club. Oh, I think I saw Morpheus in the back on the left there. Yeah, there he is. Morpheus! And then there's uh, some kind of French soldier in the front there. Oh, oh that reporter kind of reminded me a bit of uh, uh, Angelica's mom. Just really cool characters. And I don't know, I don't think we see these characters again. I could be wrong, maybe in crowds or whatever. But just really cool. Div- there's the... Uh, there's the teacher with the, yeah, I know ice cream. He's got the four legs and he's wearing the high heels. That's freaking weird. Look at that. He looks like a dominatrix. Uh, <laughs> all he's missing is a, is, a, is a cane. And he looks like one of those dominatrix. I mean, how can you put this in a show for kids intended for like eight-year-olds? <laughs> oh, my fucking God, this is hilarious. Uh but it's wacky and it's funny. Oh, I love this show. This show's freaking... Just look at the character in the back on the top with the two horns. On, above Crumb, like right now. It kind of reminds me of... Um, uh, uh, Reina? Is it Reina from, uh, from Power Rangers? The, the bad witch there? Oh, I forget her name. But anyways, just reminded me of that, that character. Ah, uh, real monsters. Hey, if ever at some point in in the future they come out with a uh, a way of making the Nickelodeon cartoons into CG into movies, like you know what they're doing with Disney right now, they're they're taking the old animations and they're making them into these CG like Frozen. Uh, then they make uh, they make the Little Mermaid in real life, I guess. But now they're re- they, then they remake some of those uh, movies. In, uh, in better CG. So what I'm thinking is, what if they made that in the future, they have better animation, it, it looks better, and you remake Ariel Monsters, you remake Mo- Rocco's Modern Life, and it just looks even wackier um, with, the, with the new future technology, uh, way of editing, way of uh, making movies, way of making cartoons. It would just be fun. Because, I don't know, look, if you're, if you're going to make four seasons of this, uh, and it takes you, I don't know, four years, just do it. Like, you know, what's the big deal? Work, you can do new stuff too, but why not? If, peop, if there's a market for it and people are going to buy it and people are going to, you know, consume it, 
why not at least maybe try a movie first and then see if that genre works and turn it into uh because you know the big thing that's going on now is a lot of there's a lot of nostalgia there's a lot of retroness there's a lot of people are just wanting to consume some of the old stuff again and you know even the younger generation is still picking up some of these shows and I'm just thinking, if they kept the tradition going and they kept the characters alive, like South Park, what if you took South Park and you made it into a CG show? You know? Like, what if, what if it was CG, but the mouths and the eyes still moved like cardboard? Uh, or, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just thinking outside the box. What if they made little specials um, in the future? That'd be awesome. So we got a water episode in the first one. Now we got a snow episode. Wait, it's going down way south. I thought they were going to go in like uh, Texas or something. But way south must be like the way south North Pole, South Poland. Oh, yeah. Oh, he just grabbed his eyeball. The penguin just grabbed Crumb's eyeball. Oh, fuck, he's screwed. There's uh, there's like a million penguins right now. Oh, he's not going to find it. See, that's exactly it. As a kid, you're sitting down and you're watching this, and you're, now you're panicking for the guy. You're going, oh, crap. Like, now he's not. Now we're not going to have a crumb with an eyeball anymore. You know, that's it. Yeah, but the video game was pretty pretty good, too. I always found it confusing. Like, I didn't know you had to switch between the characters to do certain things. How was I to figure that out? Anyways, whenever you got a video game from, uh, from what do you call it, from, from a Super Nintendo game, you, you never kept the box. You never kept the, the, the manual. Most, well, some people did. But what I'm saying is, say you bought it at a store, you bought it at, you bought it at a, a secondhand shop, they would just have the cartridges. So you bring it home, you have a bunch of these secondhand used cartridges, you pop them in, you don't know what to do. There's no internet to look it up. You ask your friends, you ever played this game? You might hear word of mouth somewhere. You got to get a Nintendo Power. And even then, they don't, they don't even tell you sometimes the most annoying parts, which is they, they just embellish. They make it look really good. They sell it, which I love. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, if they would have just told me or if I, I would have known more people that would have played this game because I don't know how many people had this game. The uh, Unreal Monsters game for Super Nintendo. But it's a fun game. It's actually now playing it now with uh, while watching online to see what to do. It actually now that I know how what to do, I can get through the levels. Oh, crumb looks creepy right there on the bottom right. Those guys are always crawling down holes. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool picture of uh, Ickis frozen in that block of ice. Oh, Crumb, why do you got to push that block with your eyes? Uh, Crumb, Crumb gives me so much anxiety. I feel like that guy. <laughs> I just want to see like his eyeball explode or get crushed by like uh, a high heel from the teacher or. Uh, or just eaten by that bear right there. God, it will fuck that. That'll fucking freak me out. What is that? 
What was that? Oh, that thing looks like the, uh, that thing, that thing kind of looks like the, the Yeti Tauntaun, not Tauntaun, the, uh, the beast from Star Wars. From the planet, uh, Hoth. Yeah, that too, and whenever cartoon characters are standing on top of ice, icebergs, and then they're melting... Yeah, well, back then I had seen, I think the movie, yeah, Titanic came out in 1998, I want to say. And when I saw that movie, uh, I always thought, I was always associating the cartoons. I was like, oh, they gotta, they better move because those, those icebergs are going to melt. Uh, I just had a flashback. I remember in elementary school, putting my tongue on the pole, getting stuck. I had to rip it off because the bell just rang and everybody's lining up to go inside and I'm still stuck. My ass is still stuck up at the hill. Um, and then I'm panicking because I know I'm going to get it in, in so much shit or I don't want to get embarrassed at the same time. So I just yanked it off and then a good, like a portion of my tongue stayed on the pole and I was just bleeding out my mouth. I closed my mouth and I was just bleeding down my shirt. But uh, no, I, I got that idea from, I think, a Christmas story when I saw that. Or somebody told me, you got you to gotta put your tongue on the pole. I put a, my, just the tip and it got stuck. Ah. So, back then I was such an idiot. Oh, I'm still an idiot. What am I saying? You're the idiot. What the hell is that thing? <laughs> There's so many characters. Oh, he's crying. Oh, he's crying and he's making ice cubes. This guy has a wild imagination. Gabor Supo. He, I think he did the last, the Pan's Labyrinth, was it? Pan's Labyrinth or something like that? He directed it and he just showcased his his mind, his his vision. And he's got a very unique vision. And honestly, I, I put him... I wouldn't put him up there with Tim Burton, but he's along the lines of cartoons. He's the Tim Burton of cartoons for me. Yeah, that's what that's my that's that's what I'm going to say. He's the Tim Burton of cartoons. Absolutely. That's a cool monster. But yeah, the uh the show had these toys and they had about 30 of them and they they had almost every character you can think of, but some of them were just getting repetitive. Or just simplistic, so I, I don't know. But if you if you're gonna find the toys, just get the uh, probably the, these three characters at least, and they have them in those little uh, bobbleheads and all that. Uh, that iceberg creature kind of looks like a Pokemon. Actually, everything looks like a Pokemon nowadays. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. He was all frozen up in the plane. There's Crumb and just wants to go back. Oh, I love that concept of like they always have to they always go into pipes and they can always end up in their world because they live in the sewers. Oh, that's the end of the episode. Uh that's cool writing. Cool font right there.
Yeah, just the Ariel Monsters, definitely a top 10 show. Um, as far as the Saturday morning cartoon show, uh, yeah, it's up there, definitely. Um, you know, back in the day, they would have had Rocco's Modern Life, Angry Beavers, uh, Ariel Monsters, Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold played, played a little bit later because I think it was maybe a little bit more for older kids, a bit more slow-paced, a bit more of the story. Arnold is a more calm character. He's not goofy. You know, cat dog, put slap cat dog right in the middle, and you got yourself a Saturday morning. You know, you can probably interchange a few shows here and there. Like, I remember Rocco's Modern Life getting old at some times, and, and then they, they swap it. They put something else in the block instead, you know, like a Digimon or even another Pokemon or a Mega Man or whatever it was. But just those shows as a base, as a, you know, as a foundation for a Saturday mornings, it's great. And then don't get me wrong, tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, we're right back at it. And, oh, don't get me wrong, we're going to watch the old classic Sunday morning cartoons like Rocky and Bullwinkle, you know, uh, Wacky Races. I'm, I might just do a short Wacky Races after this. Uh, wacky Races is one, <laughs> one of the greatest shows. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in along if you did. And uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Hit me a quick message on, on the comments. Um, yeah, I'm just going to, if you want to check it out as a podcast, you can listen to it as a podcast. You can do whatever you want, honestly. It doesn't matter to me. I just hope you enjoyed and you were able to watch the episode. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, it inspired you maybe to, to draw something or to go out there and, uh, and just talk to somebody about the show and, and you know, give it some light again. Why not? Play the old video game. Uh, give it a chance. Give it a second chance if you haven't seen it before or if you're new to it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning along, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. You just listened to a Tune Along podcast. If you like what you heard or have any comments or feedback, don't hesitate to check out more on iTunes, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for more info. I'll see you next time. Ciao!